When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Adrian Appalucci, Brandon Simon, Andy Brandt Bernard, JB. And we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Kick things off. Acme tonight, tomorrow night, two shows right back with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road, if you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Must rotate through. I'm... Okay. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> We're back. Adrian's with us. Brandon's with us. Nice of you to come in, man. Oh, anytime. Well, actually, just Fridays, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anytime. Like, you know, noon on Fridays. Mm -hmm. But other than that, everything's good. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so in any case, life is grand, right? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) That did not sound convincing. I want you to know that. I know. I just want to go back to sleep. What? Um, It's after. It's like 1230. (laughs) For a comic, this is like 9 a.m. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What time do you usually get up? 
Mm, like one or two. But I go to sleep like four or five. Now, where do you live now? The Bronx. Oh, you still live? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not well. It's nice you'd be able to live that. Well, you know, I gotta be honest with you. If I if I did stand up, I would rather live in New York than Los Angeles anyway. But I don't know. I like I love New York. I've lived there my whole life. I think the quality of life is probably better in L.A. You think? I don't know. It's just like not as rat racy and. Oh, I like rat racy. I thought yeah. the Bronx had been gentrified. Um, the area gentrified. I live in has always been nice because it's not close to transportation. Kind of need a car and if you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like so. the Bronx though. I don't want to not live there because of the people. It's just everyone on top of each other. Yeah, well, that's I understand that part. Yeah, that's true. Although I did see uh, there's some show on. I turned on a television. It was on this. I don't know which channel it is, but there it's called Million Dollar Buyer or something. It's a real estate show about million dollar houses or something. <clears throat> and I looked at this house, and it was a nice house. What a great house. Where was it? It was in, well, I'm going to tell you that after I oh, tell okay. you how much it was. Sorry. <laughs> it's a nice house. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Yes, foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, it's nice, but nice. It's, uh, yeah, it's okay. $4.9 million. It's in Calabasas, California, which wow. is where yeah. well, the whoredom lives. What's their name again? Oh, what? Those People Kardashians? That, the Kardashians. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you call them the whoredoms? The whoredoms. <laughs> I don't know. That's Anybody. A nice word. Well, look, I'm talking about the dad, not the mother. I don't, you call them all whores. I don't care. <laughs> that affects me in no way. I've always liked you. But <laughs> in any case, I explain something. Maybe, maybe because you don't care, yes. you can explain this to me. Maybe. So their dad helped OJ get away with double murder mm-hmm. by hiding the murder weapon. And then their mom sells a sex tape of her own daughter. Mm-hmm. Why do people like them so much? Explain that to me. Um, I think they just think they're attractive. They don't yeah. care about the other stuff. So murder and whoredom's okay. See, it is whoredom. Wow. It is whoredom. Yeah, it is whoredom. I don't think that stuff matters. Why? No. Murder doesn't matter. It never has. I suppose you're probably right. I can't see you, your family, putting up with that. They wouldn't let you murder anybody, would they? With my family? Yeah. I don't even talk to them. I know. You don't talk to them. I, I don't talk to them. About it yesterday. Why don't you talk to your mother? She's a witch. Why? She's just selfish. She's uh, like a selfish person. Always has been? Always has been. I was supposed to get like, they thought I might have uh, a couple of years ago, like I, they thought I needed heart surgery. And she was like, can you see if they could do it on Tuesday instead of Monday? <laughs> and do you want to know why? Because she was an extra in a movie. Like she was, she was one of five million in an audience. Was it The Godfather? No. <laughs> Damn it. That's so that's, that's the type of person that's my mother. That is phenomenal. Yes. But you did give me a visual that I really wish you hadn't done. Well, sorry. You're talking about how selfish your mother was when you were born. She's like, let's go! Yeah, she's just <laughs> the worst. Really that bad? Really that bad. That's too bad, because I adored my mother. Having a mother you love is a great thing. You love your dad? He's dead. Well, did you love him? <laughs> I did love him, but he died when I was like very young, so I didn't get oh, to really get really? that close to him. Yeah, he's also a gambler, so he, you know, he couldn't really get that close to anybody. Nice Italian boy. Yep. So that's good. I like Italian people. Do you? What yeah. are you? I'm everything that, that's Western Europe. Literally, everything in Western Europe, I'm part that. Okay. Like, from 2% to... And I'm the plus Eastern half of Europe. Yeah, plus so. the Eastern half of Europe, because my wife is Bohemian. What is that? Uh, it used to be a region of the Czech Republic. Yeah, the oh, Czech okay. Republic. And Germany, right? I don't know about her dad. Germany. Yeah, her dad's German. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's 
Yeah, it's one of those deals. But I kind of like that, actually, to tell you the truth. Because it's like you can either love it or go, well, I'm just a little bit that. So I could ignore that. If it sucks, then you just, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. I don't think it really matters. Are you mostly Italian? Uh, Italian and Hungarian. Oh, that's right. Italian, you told me though. That. Yeah. So the Hungarian mother, you know, that's, the, that's the Hungarian thing you don't care for. Because Hungarian's kind of like Czech, isn't it, Andy? It's not that. That's not why I don't like her. She's just a bad person. <laughs> I think if she was, like, you know, Hispanic, she'd still be the same person. <laughs> How, I don't think that matters. What age were you when you realized, yeah, I don't know about this mom thing? I mean, we just always fought growing up. For the time so you like, were two? Yeah, I mean, I'd say we got into a fight when I was like 10 or 11. And I told her to drop dead. And she yeah. said, you first. That's the type of oh, mother. Oh, but no, that's right. clever now. Come on. To a kid, though? Yeah, like, if she said know. it now, but like to a 10-year-old, you're like, I'm the one that's going to make the decision to pull the plug on you or not. <laughs> that <laughs> seems point. weird to be doing that. It's a good point. Yeah. Bernie Mac had the best line, though. What did he say? He did say, I think by the time a kid turned one year old, you should be able to punch him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Mac is Which great. Is probably why he died young, but, you know, I did love Bernie Mac. He was So wonderful. good. That's too bad. Though. So did you grow up Catholic? I mean, we went to Catholic school. I don't you know did, if I yeah. grew up Catholic. We just went to Catholic school. Did you go to church? We went to church until, I think, about the eighth grade. So you're like all other Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They the would deal. force us to go. They would force us to go. Andy, same story. Yeah. I grew up Catholic as well. Went to Catholic school till eighth grade. And then I went to Catholic that. school in high school, too. And a Catholic college. Oh, you did? Wow. Mm-hmm. So how was that? You're pretty Catholic. Not really. I don't <laughs> do any of the Catholic stuff. Like what? Rosary? Stations I don't of the do cross. Any of it. Oh my God! My grandmother worked the beads like there was no tomorrow. She was unbelievable, man. She get that rosary out. It was like she go all the way through it. Didn't she do it like twice every day? Twice every day. And the rosary is not short. My grandmother, <laughs> Minnie, my my grandma Minnie was six feet tall, weighed two hundred pounds, and was not overweight. She was a very big woman, right? Yeah, six feet tall is really tall. For yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she uh, she went to she went to mass every morning of her life. Every day. Did she it help her? Did she like it? She was a great person. Didn't yeah. help with the marriage. Her husband, my grandfather, was a flaming prick. So not a good guy. She wasn't praying for him to not be a prick every morning? <laughs> I think she was, but he was just too, he was obstinate. Mm. Plus the fact, she was probably seven or eight inches taller than he was. Nice. He was a little tiny guy. But That's interesting. The sad thing about that is he lived to be like 95 years old because he was so tiny. Because tiny people tend to live long. Yeah. They just kind of do. You know, not a nice. He told me at my 16th birthday party he was going to dance on my grave. Wow. It's kind of hard. And now you could dance on his. Look at that. Yeah. Well, you don't know that he's dead. You said he died. I did say you're right. <laughs> well, then, I mean, yeah. it's pretty it's clear. Not, it's not it's that hard. Clear. It's not, the math wasn't that good. He could have been lying. I could have been lying so about that. So he was that. six inches shorter than her? Six or eight, six to eight inches I could never do that. Her. No? No. How tall are you? Uh Five seven. Uh, that's pretty tall for a woman, isn't it? Five, yeah, but seven. I've met some short dudes, and I'm like, yeah, this no, is going to happen. No. I've tried it. It just doesn't work out. Why not? I don't know. Too easy to push around? No. <laughs> I could see you taking an attitude. I could see For sure. That. Taking yeah. an attitude? For sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So did you do that sure. with the little guys? No. I felt bad. Oh, you did? You... I just kind of created a limb in my arms and rocked them too Oh, <laughs> well, see, that's nice. That was very motherly. I am very nice. Exactly. I wasn't mothered, but I know how to be motherly. How about grandmother? Did you have a grandmother? Uh, I have two. Gra- I had two grandmothers, yeah. And? Were they were they nice? Um, The Jewish grandmother was... I was closer to her. Your mother was a Hungarian Jew? Yeah, but oh. I was raised Catholic. 
Um, yeah, but you said the Jewish one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Jewish one, was, I was close to her, but her and my mother like fought all the time. Kind of like how me and my mother don't get along. So it's been a generational yes. thing. So that's it's good, passed down it? from one generation to the next. So it's not your next. fault then? No. So that's good. Um, and then my father's grandmother was tiny. She was like, I don't know, 5'2 or something. And she mm. was a nasty witch also. Both. <laughs> see, the opposite was true of me. Both my grandfathers were flaming assholes. I thought you say flaming gay. That would have been so much fun. <laughs> I don't seem all that gay, I bet, although. I no, think. but if they were flaming gay, that's so much fun. Yeah, I could see that. You know, honest to God, we were talking about that. It's kind of a coincidence because we were talking about that. And I don't, you know, nobody's, you know. First of all, i got to explain to you because we don't know each other all that well. That I don't give a rat's ass what someone is, who they are, male, female, orientation, race. I don't care at all. Why do you think some people do care so much now about all that? Why do you think? I'm sure some of it has to do with religion. Or really? Maybe, I think yeah, some maybe. of it does. Yeah, um, some of it people are just prejudiced or they think it's gross. I don't know. So we were just sitting around the other night. It was after we saw Killing Versace, as a matter of fact. We were just, did you see that? Mm-mm. Oh, my God, is it good. It's about the guy named Andrew Cunanan who killed three people here, then killed a guy in Chicago, and then killed Versace. It's really good. I mean, it's a really good. It's on uh, Netflix now. I'm also it, sure that some people that hate gay people are probably also gay. Maybe. Yeah, that's a possibility. Well, that you know that was interesting because we were because I was asked, "You ever had a gay relative?" And I said, "Not that I know of. I don't think so." And I probably would have known. And then I thought about that and on. We just didn't have any gay people in my family. And I don't know why that would... I don't know why there is or is not. And I, I don't know that there's a definition of how that gets done anyway. But I I don't know. These days, it's kind of like, huh, you think about it. You wish you had some gays in the family. No, <laughs> once again, I, if I did, great. And if I didn't, great. I don't give yeah, a Yeah, it doesn't ass. matter. I don't care about that. Why do you think... I just don't understand why people care so much about that. Like, oh, God, you know, they're bringing a comedian, but it's a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that happens a lot. Does it really? Yeah. Why? Because there's a percep- perception that women aren't as funny. But that's not true in the least. I know, but that's what people think. I mean, Joan Rivers alone would disprove that theory. Yeah, and they'd be like, that's one woman. Well, there are a lot of women that are I know, I, ag- funny. I agree with you, but I think that's people's perception. You know what's really weird about that, Adrian, is you, you look at Phyllis Diller. Mm-hmm. Phyllis Diller was a beautiful woman who mm-hmm. made herself look homely so people would laugh at her. Yeah. Because they wouldn't laugh at it. Joan Rivers is a very, very pretty woman, but she didn't cover it up. Well, eventually she did. Got about 8,000. Surgeries. <laughs> but we used to have her on the, the morning show that you were on yesterday. Mm-hmm. We used to have her on like three times a year. The easiest person to work with on earth. She knew exactly yeah. what she was going to do, what she was going to say. She was great to work with. I don't know. I, I don't think it's true. I just think that's what people think. Yeah. yeah I mean, even if you look at a lineup, there's like one woman on the show. Really? Yeah. Like if it's a showcase show, there's usually only one woman, maybe two. Do you, so who opens for you? Um, I don't know. I don't have like a specific opener. But like who's opening for you at Acme? Um, I don't know. Is it Greg? Uh, Nate, Nate Nickel. Oh, and Greg Coleman. Yeah. Oh, Greg is too? Mm-hmm. And Nate is? Mm-hmm. So you're right. You're the only woman. Mm-hmm. If you bring, oh, I've had other women. No one can see that. She just screams me like, "Yeah, okay, asshole." I saw no, her. I'm saying though, if you want to bring another woman with you, then it turns into a women's show. I had somebody that wanted to bring me on the road with them, a woman. Oh yeah. And they said they couldn't do it because people wouldn't come to the show. Really? Mm-hmm. See, my wife is very funny. 
I love my wife dearly, and she's very, very funny. And but she's also a very strong woman. So if you don't think, if you wouldn't think she's funny, she couldn't care less. Kind of, you know. You should have her on the show. She is on the show. Not but like on every week. Oh, not on, not on Fridays. She's not on Fridays though. I don't know why. Why isn't she on on Fridays? I don't know. She said it got too crowded. I suppose, yeah, that makes oh, I, sense. Yeah, well, that's a possibility because, you know, people come in. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, she's very, very good. You'd like my wife. I'm sure I would. You both got a really bad attitude, so it all worked out really <laughs> That sounds amazing. She sounds like a great woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is a great woman. Puts up with my... Yeah, you know, it's one of those deals. But, no, I, I see, I didn't know that. I, that's one thing I, I like about doing this podcast is the fact that I learned things because I never knew that. Yeah, I mean, there's so many funny women, but I think that is, yeah, not everyone thinks that, but I think there's really? some people, sure. Probably the same people that don't like gays or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, maybe. That's small-minded small thinking. Is your humor very condescending or... Uh, no, it's uh, just your general attitude. Or very dry? <laughs> it's dry, it's dark. Condescending, no. that sounds like an insult. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant as a... <laughs> There are male condescending comics, too. Uh-huh. Do you mean you condescending say. to other people? I don't think that. Yeah. I don't think you're condescending. You no. do have an attitude, though, which I like, actually. Sure. I mean, that's just living in the Bronx your yeah. whole life. Yeah, that's true. You know true. what I mean? That's true. I like how you're not making eye contact with me because you said that. He doesn't that. <laughs> No, he doesn't anyway. Oh, he doesn't? No. Okay. He's not a big eye contact guy. No. No, I'm from, well... This story will explain it all. Please don't tell her about Dago Hill because she's uh, an no, alien. No, I wasn't going to tell her about Dago Hill. There's uh -oh. an actual place called Dago Hill. In St. Louis. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> what is Dago Hill? Oh, wait, you hear about it. Oh, okay. This is this the story? No, that. but I can tell the da Dago Hill story okay. after that. Okay. That's six times I said Dago. <laughs> no, it's seven. Well, I'll tell the Dago Hill story. Uh, there is a, a Italian... Area in St. Louis, mm -hmm. and it's up on a hill. Okay, and it was everybody referred to it as Dago Hill. Okay, and I, I was raised Catholic, mm -hmm. and there was a Catholic church there, big, beautiful Catholic church. And I was in a youth Catholic summer program, leadership program, and they decided to take us there for um, to go visit the church and the. We get off the bus, and the bus is parked on a downward slope. Okay. So we get come back from visiting the church, and somebody goes, where's the bus? <laughs> they had literally opened the door and took the parking brake off. And... The Dagos? Yeah. <laughs> the Dagos did it? Yeah, because my Catholic church was an all-black Catholic church. All-black oh, Catholic I can church. see that. I thought Italians were called WAPs. No? Well, is that the yeah, wrong, no, is that the wrong slur? Goomba. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of, a lot of words. All of those. Mm -hmm. um, are you a Yankee I, fan? Kind of. I don't really Yogi care. Yogi Berra grew up on Dago Hill. Uh, mm. Joe Garagiola grew up on Dago Hill. A lot, of, a lot of Yankees grew up on Dago Hill. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So wait, how did you guys get back? Uh, they dispatched another bus. <laughs> did you guys have to wait for it, though, so nobody else yeah. would push it over? <laughs> <laughs> you had to stand right here. Mm -hmm. We're not sending up. another bus. Exactly. We but no, this, um, now I forgot it again. That's all right. We're going to take a break anyway. We'll be right back in two minutes with <laughs> JB from Dago Hill. <laughs> Dago you know, Hill. A, isn't there a hill in your neighborhood? No, never mind. <laughs> in my neighborhood? In the Bronx. My neighborhood's really mixed. It's Hispanic, black, and white.
It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Are <laughs> oh, you playing the music? No, are you? Hey, these nice. the music. Nice. Our producer Cassie is out of town today. She she usually sits in that chair and plays intro and outro music. Nice. But JB JB's phone won't work or something yeah, won't work. It won't match up. My, I have an i five and it won't match up with the cords. Yeah. So. Gotcha. I five. Yeah. But the the eye contact thing. Yes. I'm gonna uh, go get a cup. Sorry. Yeah, get a cup. You need some water or anything? Is there, there's a bottle of water over there's there. There's water over there. Yeah. There. Where is the water? Right there. Where? Well, in the pitcher. Yeah, he's hanging Oh, the Brita pitcher. That's a yeah, there's no pitcher. bottle of water good. that I know of. Yeah, bottle of water's not good for you anyway. Nothing's well, gee, good for thanks. you. Nothing's good. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's pretty much true. Nothing's good for so you. So one day we were at football practice, and the D-line was coached by a African, young African-American male. I can say that because he's much younger than me. And he was talking to a young African-American black player. And he, and he started yelling at him. And he said, look at me when I'm talking to you. And the kid looked at him and he said, don't you eyeball me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid put his eyes down. And then he said, I thought I told you to look at me. And the kid looked at him and he said, what did I tell you about eyeballing me? And then he, he just said, okay, we got to stop. We got to stop. Because he was playing around with the kid. But he said, he looked at, you know, there was black and white players standing around. He said, I just gave you all a social lesson. Exactly. Because in black communities, at least in, when I was young, you never looked an adult in the eye. Really? Yeah. I did not you, know that. You always were. That might be a St. Yeah. That might be a St. Louis thing, though. Because if you looked them in the eyes, if that that term came up, 
Really? Well, I why, didn't know that. Why are you eyeballing me? Oh, yeah, why are you eyeballing me? And I think it, it actually comes from all the way back from slavery. When the slave master, oh, yeah, I bet. you looked the I slave master true. in the eye, in the eye, they would go, why are you eyeballing me? I just thought you might have been autistic. That's why. I think. <laughs> you know? That's you why, because they don't make any eye contact. I did a guy with Asperger's. He made some eye contact. You but... know, I have been tested for it, and they told me no. I truly I, I only meant because you weren't making eye contact. No. And I actually have worked with um, autistic grade school students. They're so smart. Yes, very smart. Brilliant. And one of the reasons why I thought I was because I always connected well with them, where they would have negative reactions to, to other people or actions to others. Mm-hmm. They would always... Well, that's because you're just nice. You're easy to get along How with. How do you know he's nice? <laughs> he's, I'm going to say, out of all the people in the room, he seems the nicest. <laughs> you're not. You're definitely not. <laughs> I think you're nicer than your son. But... Oh, you think I'm nicer than Andy? <laughs> Andy's a pretty nice guy. Is he? Yeah, I just don't make eye contact either. Yeah. He's so a very We're also guy. autistic. We're all autistic in a way, probably. You yeah, think you're autistic? All... Andy, you think you're autistic? Is that right? I mean, not literally, but not literally. in ways. We're, ways. we're all on the spectrum somewhere. Exactly. Not me. <laughs> You're I'm not just a brick. <laughs> <laughs> so it all works out in the so end. How many kids do you have? Andy and who else? Andy and Alex. We have a 30. He, Andy's 32. Our daughter, Alex, is, uh, is 30. Nice. She comes in on Monday, Wednesday. This is usually a fan. It started out as a family podcast. We all, the five, or the four of us did five days a week. Mm-hmm. And then the women decided they'd kind of fade away a little bit. <laughs> so my wife I'll move is on. here and do it. You should move here and do it. That'd be mm-hmm. good. You'd be good on the show. I'll do it. You're more than welcome. Love to have you. How much will I make? It's pretty. You do pretty well. Let me hear. Let you me hear what you figures. think. Six figures? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll definitely move here <laughs> okay. and give up stand up. I had to throw that out. I was going to go. Well, you could do like two grand a year. Oh, no, it's two uh, grand a year. I can't move here for that. No, no, I understand. But it, no, you can, I'll go live on Dago Hill. That's in St. Louis. Do you know? Oh, it's in St. Louis. Yeah, Dago Hill's in St. Louis. How long? How far is St. Louis from here? About six hundred oh. miles. Yeah, uh, okay. six hundred fifty-six miles. Six fifty-six is it real? I didn't know it was that yep. far. Hmm. I love St. Louis. though. you ever go to St. Louis? I went there a couple months ago for a show. I didn't see much of it. I just. Uh, the arena theater is there. The arena stadium is there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a show with Patton Oswald there. Oh, oh is he? I, he's a good guy. He, isn't he? He's really nice, yeah. yeah that's what I, we just he's had him guy. on about a month ago. He's a really, pretty decent guy. Yeah, he's really nice. I love Big Fan. Did you ever see his movie, Big Fan? No. Oh, God, it's good. He plays this baseball fan or sports fan, I guess, overall. And he's really good at the role because he's such an annoying pain in the ass in the role. Oh, man, I got to watch it. Oh, it's really good. You'd like it. You'd like it. He's really good at it. Is he still grieving? Yes, I think he is. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know him that well, you know, so I didn't ask him that. Yeah, I don't know him all that well either, but he's he's always come across a very pleasant guy because he, I think a lot of people, because he's kind of a smart ass, kind of a snipey guy, the Mm -hmm. people that he's really like that. And he's not. No, he's pretty nice. He tells a. He used to tell a joke about his daughter when she was much younger. And the. Um, they had just seen the Jungle Book or something like that. And they were in a rest, you know, someplace like uh, Starbucks or something. And an older black gentleman walked in with white, a white beard. And Uh-oh. she, <laughs> she went, 
Daddy, monkey. monkey. Oh, he said he grabbed her and ran out because he, he didn't know, he yeah, didn't know that, what to say. Let's not go with monkey. <laughs> now, see, although for me it's good. Why is it good for you? Because I have a 32-inch inseam and 37-inch arms. I am literally built like an ape. Nice. <laughs> well, I am. I just I'm I very like ape-like. Do you work but... that into every conversation? <laughs> I don't think that's a po- I don't think it's a positive. Ne- so I don't necessarily do. But that. I, you know, I don't if... see it as a huge positive to walk like this. I mean, my hands literally touch my knees when I walk. It's that bad. We get it. <laughs> oh God! You can reach care. stuff that's on the top shelf. <laughs> let me just go. That's right. Let me get that for you. My mother used to say that to me all the time. What? She used to go. Number one, she she had nine kids. Oh wow! My parents, I loved married, his mother. Parents like to bang. <laughs> oh well, no, that's an image well. I'd like to. Have. <laughs> I know he's got that. For you the don't rest have to picture it. <laughs> but they had, don't think really about right. a pink elephant. Red, yes, exactly. Uh, nine kids, and I have four brothers. And you know, we'd be standing in the kitchen, and all of a sudden, her brain would go blank and she would go uh oh god uh, kevin uh michael uh, percy uh boy you know what your name is boy (laughs) go get that thing for me it's like you got two of them left you know if you're just danny or john so but uh she goes you you stand in there grab that pot up there it's like all right but i wanted to say why'd you put it up there if you can't reach it she had tall sons (laughs) She only had. She was the best. Yeah, she. You're pretty tall. Yeah, most of us hit six foot. Yeah. Four out of the five hits at least six foot. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. pretty tall. B I was hit six great. one. How long has B been dead now? Uh, since two thousand October of two thousand fourteen. Honest to God, it's gonna be five years already next or two months. Yeah. Man, that's too bad. See, that's a pretty long life though, right? She was eighty three. That's a nice life. Mm-hmm. They, were the mar- they were married 53 years. Wow, that's amazing. Had the greatest hats of any living human. The greatest what? Hats. hats. B, B had great hats, man. <laughs> Did you think? Yeah. No, ask JB about his dad now. <laughs> no. I'm not going to ask him any more questions. Ask JB about Disco Inferno. Uh-oh. <laughs> My old man was a... Um, Private party club DJ on the side. Ooh, fun. <laughs> that sounded sincere. That's how you got the party started with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. You like well, it. they knew each other from, actually, we found out that they knew each other from kindergarten. Really? Wow. Yeah. Did they get married and, young? Yeah, at 18. Wow. He had just gotten out of the Korean War at 14. He was in the Korean War at 14? Well, he yeah. went in and enlisted at 14, got shipped wow. at 15. That's insane. Yeah. His parents lied for him, so. It's not. <laughs> it's called one to get rid of your kid. You should go to the Korean War. <laughs> I'm only 14. I know, but. Well, he wouldn't go to school, so it's yeah, like. Oh, yeah. uh, well, there you go. You don't get to. Just do nothing. We, I heard that all the time. It's yeah, either. About just going for <laughs> I don't think he wants to talk about it. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem well, like it. My dad had a drinking problem. Okay, and he worked in a he worked at a factory, and because of his lack of education, he got passed over for promotions oh, a lot. That sucks. And that anger would come home, but before it 
played itself out most of the time. After Saturday Night Fever, he would play Disco Inferno nice. when he was mad. <laughs> but you had, you knew you had to head for the hills when yeah. you heard Disco Inferno. Like, that you time to hit the in road. your room and you just go, oh, I love right. it. At least there was a warning. Yeah. You've never heard that before, have you? My dad had a drinking problem. <laughs> well, you never hear that anywhere, do Oh, my you? God. Everyone has a drinking problem. And mostly dads. Uh, a uh, lot of women with drinking problems, too. Well, that's probably true. Especially in comedy, everyone has something. Yeah. Oh, look at Brandon. What? Yeah, that's well, absolutely true. true. What about your Elkies? <laughs> that's you, real nice. Are there any comics, you don't have to say their names, that like did stuff because they were drunk at the club? No. No? Hmm, I don't know how much I, I don't want to. I'm going to tell you off mic, but next. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, said not, I said not to say their name. I know, but there's stuff I still yeah, can't oh, okay. say. Don't be Sorry. such a baby. <laughs> no, I, I, like <laughs> I like my job. You're a real stickler for the rules. I like my job. You think he's a stickler for the rules? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. He'll tell me and then I'll call you up. Probably. Good. Can <laughs> you give him a call? That's good. I can't see Lewis firing you. Firing oh. Brennan? That's never going to happen. Yeah. Lewis. God, I gotta go and see Lewis. I haven't seen Lewis in a long time now. Come on by. I do have to come day. by. Yeah. I gotta come by one of these days. It's absolutely true. One of the worst things in my life ever happened to me at Acme. What? You know Wendy leaving. Yeah. You know Wendy? Mm-hmm. I think the world of her. She's a wonderful person. So she's at Acme. I don't know her personally, but I know who she is. <clears throat> she's great. She's a great person. So she came to town a few years ago. She goes, Are you gonna come to the show? And I said, Well, if, you know, if you want me to come by, I can come by. So I'm in the audience. And I'm sitting there, and Wendy from the stage says, oh, it's great to have in a crowd tonight. Tom Bernard, no reaction at all. Because about half the people in this town hate my guts. Why? <laughs> Just because I say whatever I want. And a lot of Minnesotans have a real hard time with telling the truth. They don't like that. Minnesotans don't like it if you're upfront about, you know, I like that guy, but this guy's an asshole. They don't mm-hmm. like that at all. Okay. So it was like, I went, I'm looking at her like, Got it. Well, because you've always probably been nice to her, so she thinks other people like you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Wendy's great. What have you done that people don't like you? I'm very honest about things. People, Minnesotans, half of them are the nicest people in the world, and the other half are not very nice people. They're, they're, they, they say nice things to your face. We were just talking about this the last hour, as a matter of fact. They'll be very nice to your face. This is only half of them. The other half of Minnesotans are just great people. But they'll be nice to your face and stab you right in the back. D- directness is... <clears throat> it's a problem. Is a, you know, it's very frowned upon here. It is, yeah. You know, you're that's, very not like, that's not like a New York thing. I know. No. Too direct. <laughs> Where you're like, hey, keep some, I, you're like, keep some of that to yourself. See, I disagree. I loved New York. You know, cause we, we lived there 20th Street and 2nd Avenue for several years. I loved it. Loved every minute. You lived in Manhattan? It. Yeah. Ugh, the worst. Oh, it was the greatest <laughs> so ever. So much traffic. The only problem with that is... It's loud. It is loud. And also, the other problem is you can get whatever you want at 3.30 in the morning, which is not good for your <laughs> oh, health. food-wise, yeah. Food or booze or whatever you want, yeah. you can find it. How long did you guys live in New York for? Uh, seven years. Something like that. And then why'd you move out here? Um, I was doing voiceover in, in New York. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call from Catherine, my wife, that we're going to have a baby. That was Andy. Aww. I said, well, we can't raise a baby. Because this is what you're talking about, how loud it is. In and Manhattan. it's expensive, and too. Very, very expensive. Joan Jett was my neighbor, but I never saw her. I saw her brother all the time, but I never saw her oh, once. Wow. But, <clears throat> no, it was wonderful. But, yeah, we couldn't raise a, raise a child in, in Manhattan so literally, I put the phone down on the cradle back in the old days. They used to put the phone on the cradle, uh, and it rang, and it was 
Dave Hamilton from KQR said, you want to come and do the morning show? And I said, yeah, sure. It was weird. Where are you from originally? Here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm from here. But I'm from from the inner city, so I don't sound a whole like, lot like other Minnesotans. I haven't really met anyone here that has a weird accent, though. Oh, yeah, they do, you I've know. not met anyone like that. Oh, you're funny, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I've not met anyone like well, that. Well, if, if, the, if the producer who normally sits in the chair was here. Oh, yeah, oh, Cassie. The... <laughs> oh, I had a great time last night, you know. <laughs> She's 37. She has a blended family of, what is it, 14 kids? 11. 11 kids. How did that happen? She married somebody that had kids? Yep. Yeah. And then they had kids together, too? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet? <laughs> not, they just got married. Uh, well, they could have had kids before, but um, <laughs> no, not yet. She 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 was married before, and he was married before, and, you know, it's that kind of deal. It's so she had, what, she had three kids, Andy? She has three, and Dave has eight. Eight yes. kids? Who has that many I kids think so. nowadays? <laughs> I know. That's insane. Well, he's a guy, though. He's a very interesting guy. He's a really interesting guy. And he, he just found out he has a sister he never knew about. Oh, wow. Because of, uh, what the hell, Match.com or whatever. Or Ancestry. Ancestry. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, did he try dating his sister? <laughs> he tried dating his sister. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. You know. You're like, hey, we're related. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it was, what is it? Ancestry. Ancestry. There it is. We'll take a break. Be right back with the family. (laughs) What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months. Thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. Most days I'm not, but today I am. You shouldn't have said that out loud. Yeah, probably true. But <laughs> no, I do, uh, I do a lot of my own sales, and I go to a lot of, lot of uh, advertiser dinners and things like that. Late. I was telling Andy last night that I've been working like 80 hours a week the last few months. Why? It makes you tired. 
Well, I do the morning. The morning show is almost five hours long. Oh, okay. It's the longest morning show in America, which is like, yay for me. <laughs> Make it shorter. <clears throat> You don't like the other parts? Should I just no, cut I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If it's so long, make it like three hours. Well, that's what most people do. You should they, be enjoying they, your life. I kind of do. I have a great wife and great kids and great friends, and I love doing that. I, I see. One thing I really like about this job a lot is to talk to somebody I've never met before. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. I so can see that. People you're, don't care for it. A lot of people don't like that. You're like a people person, though. <clears throat> I am. Yeah, if you like meeting people you don't know. I didn't say I want to meet them. I just don't want to talk to him. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's dumb. That's the same it's, thing. It's true. Are you sure you're not my sister? I could be your sister. You could be my sister. I have two sisters, and they're both, yeah, really? You're a moron. It's kind of like that kind of deal. Do they live around here also? They do indeed. They both do. Uh, my sister, Vicky. Well, you'd love this, because I'm a rather large guy, right? Mm-hmm. My sister's five feet tall. Wow. Okay. And when we were kids, she used to beat the piss out of anyone that bothered me. It was phenomenal. <laughs> it was a little tiny girl. You'd pick it on my brother, and she'd get into these tussles with people. Wow. Because she's two years older than me. It was phenomenal. <laughs> Can so you, you imagine Vicky fighting, Andy? No. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I imagine you couldn't. So, like, people would start fights with you, and you wouldn't be able to finish them? We grew up in a pretty... I didn't say I couldn't finish him. I why heard you sneak why that your in. Tiny sister fighting I heard for you. her sneak that in on me, and then she goes like this. I she wasn't goes, really sneaking it. Okay, the camera's right there, so I'm going to get away from the camera. So Adrian goes, So your sister used to fight for you? <laughs> well, you just said that this, this little five foot tall girl was fighting for you. Uh, the fight wouldn't even start. They just start running her mouth, and then she'd go tussle with them. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. She never lost either. That's the other great part. She's she's fun. I love her dearly. She's a wonderful person. That's no probably back in the day when you can hit women. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. I'm saying if she got into fights with these dudes and they were hitting her. I will tell you this. I have absolute proof that I've never hit my wife. You know what that is? What? I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's how true. She goes, that's true. I yeah, I'm not big on hitting people anyway. You no. know, unless you're a jerk, I like to choke people, but that's about it. Okay. But hitting people who can't. Maybe you could explain this to me because I've asked this of many, many people. Why do some men like to hit women and children? I don't understand that. Why would you want to hit someone who can't fight back? Probably because they can't fight back. Jesus. You just answered your own question. I answered my own question. It's like that sense of power, I think. Mm -hmm. So you're so powerless in life that that's how you feel power? Maybe. I don't know. I think all the times people are just beat as kids also and kind of passes down. I was, but I don't hit anybody. Uh, You're a good person. Was that? Are you being sarcastic? I saw that smile on your face. <laughs> Look, I want that hundred grand. The job. You're gonna work it out. It'd be unbelievable. It'd be perfect. No, it's. Uh, I. I just that whole deal. I've never understood that power over people who have no power to fight back. That makes no sense to me. Whether it's in the job market or physically or whatever it is, I've never understood that. Like people that argue with people that aren't that smart. Yeah. So they can't even fight back. Why are you arguing with them? I think because they want to be able to win that fight. I guess. That's sad. I've never been hit by a guy. I have been pushed. You've been pushed? Uh-huh. Oh, I bet you that went well. Um, I can get you there to push somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that part. But I'm just saying, after the push, you probably didn't uh, didn't take that well, I wouldn't think. No. 
Why'd they push you? Was it a man or a woman that pushed you? I was a man. We were fighting. He pushed you? I was a bo- ex-boyfriend, yeah. How long ago was this? Years ago. Like more than two? Yeah. Oh, damn it. I was going to say, you want me to go talk to him? Because mm-hmm. I got nothing to do this weekend. I'm going to go beat the piss out of him. <laughs> no. Nah. It'll be fun. What do you mean, sure. no? Why don't I get to have any fun? I'm sure there's people here you could beat up. Go beat up what? the people on Dago Hill. <laughs> poor, that go. poor bus. Yeah, that poor bus. Go Who do paid that. for that bus? Insurance? Uh, so Probably. I don't want to dig too deeply here, but but on the surface, can you? why did he push you? Oh, we were having a really big, big fight. Yeah, but did you push him? No. So he was him. the first, he, he made the first physical contact. Yeah. I mean, I also got right in his face, but. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. I think you get right in my I, face. I, think, I don't even know you. I know, but I think I got, you know, I could get you to that point. <laughs> oh, I know you could do that. <laughs> that I know is true. Yes. That's, but see, I like women like that. I like very strong women. I, my wife is a very strong woman. Our daughter can run her mouth with anybody out there. And uh, my grandmother's, as I already said, my grandmother was a very, I was raised by women. So I, I like that about women. Yeah. You know, I like when women are like, yeah, really? My mother, honestly, got it from the time I was about five years old. If she asked me to do something, I didn't do it. I would wake up in the morning and be a suitcase next to the bed. Wow. She goes, really? You don't want to follow the rules? Get out. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Toots was there. Her name was Toots because being a Catholic, her real name was Theophilo, which means the love of God. Theophilo? Theophila. Wow. I've never Theophilo heard that name be, before. Theophilo would be male. Yeah, the, it's a Greek word. Actually. That's what I was going to say. It sounds Greek. It is like Greek. Thea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thea. Absolutely. What? And she, she wasn't Greek. She was named after a nun. So I, we had pretty hardcore Catholicism at the house, I will tell you that. Nice. You might like this, actually, because Let on our hear. wall, mm-hmm. we had the current Pope, whoever that would be, mm-hmm. Jesus, of course, mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy, because mm-hmm. he was Catholic, mm-hmm. and Dean Martin. <laughs> That's hilarious. She put Dean Martin wherever she lived. She had a picture of Dean Martin. And then toward the end of her life, no matter where she was, she had a statue of Louis Anderson. A little, it's a little bobblehead, actually. It wasn't a statue. It was a bobblehead. But she loved Louis Anderson. They were really good friends. Wow. Yeah. Louis and, Louis and my mother got to be really good friends. That's crazy. It was, watching those two was unbelievable. He, she said, we're sitting at her kitchen table one time. Louis and I are sitting there one time. He goes, so Tuts, because everybody called it, because nobody could say Theophilus, so everybody called her Toots, right? Yeah. He goes, so Tuts, are you going to come to the show tomorrow night? That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> she goes, well, I'd love to come to the show, but I did. Could I get, uh, you know, a couple extra tickets? He goes, absolutely, whatever you need. Uh, how many you need? She goes, 22. <laughs> <laughs> who's, t- who's the 22 people? I didn't even know she had 22 friends, <laughs> to tell crazy. you the truth. But no, she and Louie, it was, didn't you think that was great, Andy? How did they meet? Um, she wanted to come and see. My mother wanted uh, to come and see, you know, what I did. Or she'd hear somebody on the show because she listened to the show every minute of every day. That's sweet. It was very sweet. So she would hear, and she thought he was very funny. So she wanted to meet him. So I brought him over to her house and they became really, really good friends. She was really good friends with Governor Pawlenty. And she told him, because she was a Democrat, mm-hmm. a big-time Democrat, and he was Republican. Who, Louie or? <clears throat> no, Tim Pawlenty. Okay. Governor Pawlenty. So she's good friends with the governor. She goes, you know, Tim, I really like you, but I'd never vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's real nice, Mom. Thanks. What did he say? He thought it was great. Because yeah, she was sure. very honest. You know. I'm sure he probably knew that. Yeah, I'm sure he probably did know that. But Do you bring politics up now? 
liked people because yeah, everyone's well, so divided with Trump. The only time I ever do is to try to understand why people care that much. Because mm-hmm. I'm not real far left or right. I'm yeah. kind of I'm pretty much like a centrist kind of libertarian, pretty much. Yeah. You know, whether it's Barack Obama or Donald Trump, they're the president. So you know, I I respect that position. Doesn't mean I, I liked either one of them. I, I, to tell you the best way to explain my political view is if you want to be president, you're not my kind of person. You know what I mean? I could see that. I think if you want to be president, you have some deep flaws. <laughs> really, <laughs> if you need that much attention, you know what I mean? I don't, but I feel like. Obama like wanted to do it to make some change. I feel like Trump's doing it because he's a narcissist. Obama's pretty narcissistic too, though. Yeah. Oh God, yes, absolutely. When he said Trayvon Martin could have been my son, I was like, oh, I might vomit. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, but you man. know why he was saying that? He meant it could have been any black son. Uh, I'm not buying it. He. That's another one of those guys. I mean, by let's the way. ask this black guy. What do you think? <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> I probably would have said it could have been my son. Of course, yeah. You would not yeah, have. But it, yeah, could, yeah, it could have been, but you know what he meant by it, though. No, it could have been any one of our black children. That's what he meant. But he was half black. Fine. So but what like, about I'm his just, honky mother? He never uh, brings yeah, up his honky mother. Nobody Why is does. That? My best, one of my best friends is black, and when he, he identifies as black, you know what I mean? But what, you don't even bring up your, your mother? I think that people also identify him as black. So he said, like, nobody ever considers me white. They consider me black. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I don't have that. I don't give a rat's ass what your skin, skin color is. I just don't care. But I grew up yeah. around people of all colors, so I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I just I think uh, Trump's just doing it to be a narcissist. Also, well, he's, I think that's probably also true. he's a businessman. I think he's just yeah. trying to make money. That's true. I mean. I think, I think that's right I think that. that's what really is driving him, you know. Uh, in the previous hour, one of the young men that was here was from from uh, just outside of Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about that situation, and I did find it disgusting that the two lead people right now, uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Donald Trump said it was horrible what happened in Toledo, which you know Dayton, <laughs> Toledo, mm-hmm. and then Joe Biden. I don't know if he intended to be even worse, but he said. What happened in Houston and Michigan was horrible. Now, if you have a handler, which they do, mm-hmm. you go up and go, you see this right here? This says Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso. When you go on stage, it's Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso. Your Just handler, say it's terrible what's going on. Yeah, terrible what's going if on. you can't good, remember right? the places. No, that's true. Because everyone will just assume that you're talking about that. Uh, Where do you stand on gun control? Um... I have a permit to carry, but I never carry my gun. I don't own any rifles. Mm-hmm. I just, it's got to be made harder. You can't just it's, walk in and get a damn rifle. I mean. Uh, agreed. I mean, but that's I, the thing. I don't even think people who love guns realize that. It's like nobody's really? taking your guns away. Yeah, because. No, no, they're not going to take their guns away. You're right. It's I know, too but late they're, for that. There's yeah. too many guns out there for that. <clears throat> Yeah, but they should start somewhere. You know, start somewhere making it a little harder. I've had guns pointed at me twice, Put a, a pistol put right up to my head. And one guy actually pulled the trigger but didn't fire. Wow, you're a miracle. No, I think he was a moron. I, I don't know if he, he That's knew, still lucky. Come he's supposed on, to put man. bullets in. I don't think he figured that part out. <laughs> he didn't put bullets in? I, so well, you would have been dead. He really wanted to kill you. Uh, he would have he killed me, absolutely. Why did he want Who was this? He was really drunk and he thought it was funny. 
Yeah. Crazy. I will never forget that. And the other time, here's my favorite one of all time, though. I'm walking out of KQRS. Not, not that building, the original building. Mm-hmm. And I walked out the back, and a guy put a gun to my head, and he said, my wife says, you're banging her. And I said, what? He goes, my wife said, you're sleeping with her. And I said, it ain't me, Pat. I don't know what you're talking about. He's got the gun to my head the whole time, right? And so I convinced him it wasn't me. It was somebody who said they were me. Mm. You know, which happened. It used to happen. It used to happen once in a while. Not not so much anymore. But it used to happen a lot. Actually, as kind of an aside, to have a laugh first <laughs> before how that turned out. Um, a guy walked into a bar out at the out at the Mall of America several years ago, and he goes, "I'm Tom Bernard from KQRS, and I." get all my food and drinks for free, so I assume that you'll do the same here. And the bartender said, yeah, what'd you like? And he goes, uh, you know, why don't you give me a old-fashioned or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the bartender puts it down and he goes, you know, i got to be honest with you, you've changed a lot since the last time I saw you. And the guy said, what do you mean? He goes, I'm Tom Bernard's brother. My brother was the bartender. (laughs) What did the guy say? He got kind of (laughs) sheepish. I suppose I better leave. He goes, yeah, you probably should. (laughs) Wow. So this guy, some other guy was telling telling this woman that that, that he was me, Mm -hmm. which, nice choice. Wouldn't you rather go with, like, you know... Somebody better. I mean, you go with like a movie star or something, wouldn't you? Although you could probably see him in movies, so never mind. Maybe. I don't know. How did you get out of that? It was a weird deal because I finally did convince myself, look, it is not me. I can, you know, I can bring you all the way through the deal. You can bring your wife over. She will look at me and go, it's not the guy. I promise you. And he put the gun to his side and started crying openly. So a guy who had just had a gun to my head, I'm hugging him because he's crying. I'm like, oh. How did this happen, right? <laughs> I wonder if you were the guy if he would have killed you or if that was just a move. Yeah, probably not. I would think, I think it's a good point. I don't think he would have shot me. He's probably just trying to get me to pee my pants or something. Well, I hope you <clears> fucked <throat> his wife. I didn't, though. That's the sad thing. I got nothing out of the whole deal. It wasn't that me. <laughs> that's really negative. It's really positive. It's turning a negative into a positive. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not looking at it that way, you're probably Did this right. guy apologize to you? Yeah, he did. He felt really bad for doing it and all that. So, so, but, so as far as gun control is concerned, I, you know, it's not just assault rifles. It's all guns. When you put guns in the hands of the wrong people, it's going to be hideous. My old neighborhood, somebody gets shot every night. Every night in North Minneapolis, somebody gets shot. It's is that just a sad. bad area? Nah, it's probably the most, let me put it this way. It's the most urban area in Minnesota. Okay. <clears throat> so, but no, I mean, I grew up in, in, at St. Joseph's School where I went. We had black students, Mexican students. We had Native American students. We had, no Asians because no Asians lived in Minnesota then. Yeah. But we had, and we all got along wonderfully. Nobody ever brought up race, brought up any of that stuff. We, it, we had a wonderful time. So now, all these years later, I go, we need to come together. We already did. Where were you, you know, 50 years ago? You know what I mean? Yeah, Because we did. Everybody got along great. It was wonderful. Until uh, Benny Crushan, who was black, and Ronald Cloud, who was Native American, Chucky Gleason, a nice Irish boy, and I went to the railroad yards, which were right by the school, and thought we were going to grab some flares. Some railroad flares. Railroad flares. They would stick them in the ground, and the flare, and show them whatever. Uh... We actually stole a case of dynamite and <laughs> didn't know it. We brought it to school, or this Jeez. case of dynamite, and they called the cops. And I remember the cop, Officer Savanich was his name. I will never forget his name. Officer Savanich came on stage and started crying, saying, you don't even know how lucky you are. 
Because dynamite's pretty unstable. It's been sitting around a railroad yard. Of course. You, know? you just make a lot of people cry. I do. You know, <laughs> you. Is, you're not, not going to get me to cry. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. It was great meeting you. It was very nice of you to come nice in. Very nice to meet you, too. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Brandon. JB and your son. Andrew. Andrew. Good boy. Well, he's not a boy anymore. He's 32, but, you know. Ooh, do you still live with your dad? <laughs> no, I do not. Um, <laughs> no. We did tell you were 19. Could have saved money. I could have. Oh, God. He does okay. <laughs> he does okay. Yeah. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Bye.